And this is Aya. Welcome to the third episode of the Muslim Student Association. And today we're going to be talking about what is iftar and sahur. So I'll be covering sahur first. Sahur is basically a small breakfast we have or a pre-meal before the call to prayer, a fajr. And iftar is a meal that we have when we break our fast. What do you eat for sahur and iftar? Well, um, for me, typically I would eat something that is more protein filled and fat filled because it will keep me full fast um for longer and um so that would be like maybe chicken with a side of bread or um this morning i had some eggs scrambled eggs with some um vegetables in it and i think it's important to like especially the ramadan since we um engage in fasting to be conscious of our nutrition during suhoor and iftar and so and it's also a learning point where we could like where we can better understand what foods we're putting into our body and how it's benefiting benefiting us and a moment of Another tip that I would add for suhoor is to eat foods that are high in protein because they will keep you full longer and to avoid foods with empty calories and carbs because those will spike your blood sugar and make you hungrier throughout the day. What about you, Abdishkur? What do you eat for suhoor? So for suhoor, I mostly eat the same things. One is my favorite and that is malawah. Malawah is basically like a pancake-ish, you could say. And my mom makes these soup and vegetables and meat, and I dip on it and mostly eat it. That's what I eat most of the time. And nowadays, I've been eating rice too, bris, we call it in our language, with uh, meat and sometimes salad. Yeah, that's what I eat for suhoor. What about that you? sounds really good. Sounds really good? Mm-hmm. Really? It's alright when you eat it every single time. It, it tastes the same. Uh, what about you? What do you eat for supper? I usually eat something different every single day, but I really like avocado toast. <laughs> what is that? Avocado toast is just avocado on toast, and then I make <laughs> sure it's <laughs> I make sure it's seasoned. And I also like mangoes and pineapples. I know you're not supposed to eat acidic fruits, but I I really like. Oh, so you just eat it? You don't make like a smoothie out of it? No, No. I just eat it, sliced. Yeah. Uh, I highly recommend people to eat sahur because there's a hadith narrated by Anas where the Prophet says, For there has barakah in it. I mean, I highly encourage it mostly because my sister doesn't eat it as much. It's because she always says, Oh, just wake me for 10 10 minutes before Fajr, you know? And... I know it's the sunnah, but when you eat it for the whole day, you won't feel as hungry. It depends on what food you eat. Mm-hmm. But if you don't eat nothing, that's highly guaranteed that you might feel super hungry midway. Yeah. And you won't be able to do that much ibadah because you don't have that much energy. Oh, do you want to add something? If you could just like drink water at least or just one day or yeah. just a little fruit little fruit like that that could make a big difference and for those that don't know what baraka is baraka means blessings so basically it has blessing in it yeah 
And so after 14 hours of fasting, we break our fast with iftar. Iftar is when you break your fast at the time of sunset. And the question we have is, what does iftar look like at your house? So um, at my house, before iftar, maybe like 10 to, f 10 to 5 minutes before iftar, we would gather around the plastic. So we eat on the floor. So we have a plastic on the floor, like a plastic wrap. And we put all our foods on that. And um, before Adhan, which is called the prayer, before then, we gather around the plastic and we um, make dua and we all take turns on saying amin, um, it's like confirmation, making duas, like, how do I explain it? It's, uh, statements that you confirm your beliefs and you, like, seek, like, you want to... Affirmations? Yeah, affirmations. That's a better for that. That's a better word for it. Um, and when the adhan, when it's adhan, we we eat, and I typically eat um, three tamars. Tamars are dates in English. First, and drink some water, and after that, I wouldn't eat anything else until maghrib, and then I'd pray maghrib, and which is the fourth prayer, fourth mandatory prayer. And after that, I would eat other foods that we have for that day. Like sometimes we would have cookies or we would have flatbread with eggs. And sometimes we would have um, fish, meats, chicken, um, and yeah. Uh Wait, so in our language we call dates tamir. What did you call it, you said? Tamar. Tam oh, tamar. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's not the same, basically. Yeah. Okay, um, as for me, for iftar, I mostly eat malawah. But then my mom makes like, she doesn't just make one thing. She makes malawah, like I said in the beginning. I, d I don't eat as much as sahur, but I mostly eat it at iftar, correction. And my mom makes these, what's it called? Um, how do you say it in English? Like, Porridge? No. It's like um, oatmeal. Yeah, there we go. Oatmeal. And, but it's different though because this oatmeal, you don't drink it and somehow it has meat in it, if that makes sense. So it's porridge or stew? Yeah, basically like that. And she also makes some mousse on the side too because so you have like other stuff. If you don't want this, you can have this instead. And if you don't like this, you can have this instead. Uh, the way it looks in our house is, so it depends because sometimes what do we call it? It's chaotic. Oh no, let's get ready, get ready. And, like Yasmin, we eat on the floor, but we, don't use, we use what's called um, sallis, basically prayer mats. But we also make sure we don't drop anything because we don't want it to be dirty. But first, what we do is we eat uh, after the call to prayer, maghrib. We also called eat like one or two tamir. And uh, mama always starts with the dua. She likes doing that. She likes to begin with it. And we add extra dua to it, like what we remember, what we know, and what we seek. I like to think dua like a like a wish, what you want to attain, and what you want. But, so that's how iftar looks like at our house. What about you? Um, iftar at my house is usually a time for family to come together after a long day of school and work. So um, usually it would be my 
mom who makes the foods, but this year my mom is in Morocco, so it's up to my me and my sister to prepare iftar. Um, and so it's fun to try making new things every single day. But we get together, and sometimes my my aunt and also invites us over for iftar. So it's mostly just family time. And then afterwards, of course, um, after breaking your fast, we all pray together, and then we finish eating, and then it's for it's time for tarawih afterwards. Is there like a specific thing you eat after most of the time? No, it's always different. Because us, we always have like most of the time sambusa. Yeah, mm-hmm. me too. Really? Yeah. Sambusa. Because we like it. I don't know why. Even though it's super oily. But the one consistent thing that's always present in in my family's iftars is Moroccan mint tea. We always have tea. <laughs> what is that? It's Moroccan style mint tea, like shay. That's the only tea that I drink. I only like Moroccan tea. I have tea. to try that. I have not. I haven't tried that yet. Mm-hmm. Is it like a particular way you make it? Or do you know how to make it by any chance? Yeah. But Moroccans have this specific, like, teapot. It's made out of, um, it's very intricate. And you just pour it. The way that Moroccans pour it is what makes the tea different. Oh. Yeah. Uh, there's this hadith I have. And, wait. There's this particular hadith. Uh, before I get into it, hadith is basically a collective tradition of the pro- what the Prophet Muhammad said or his actions. And this hadith was narrated by Abu Huraira, where the Prophet says it. That the fasting person has two joys, one when he breaks his fast, and the other when he meets his Rabb. And the first joy is basically when, like I said, when he breaks his fast. So, in the beginning, the first joy is basically it's talking about in this life when the fasting person breaks their fast with what Allah has for them of foods and drinks. And the second part, Yalqa Rabba, is talking about where they meet their Lord in the hereafter, and that is when the person receives the reward for fasting. I wanted to add one more thing. I was at this social gathering a few days ago and there was a lecturer he was talking about how um, besides the general idea of fasting where we abstain from food and water we also fast with our eyes our our ears our our feet and what what he meant by that was that we fast from taking in content like seeing haram content and um, we fast from um, with our feet by by not going to like walking to places or not being in haram presence. And we fast with our ears by avoiding listening to. Adding to what Yasmin said, uh, truly, what's it called? Fasting isn't just starvation, basically. Like you not eat food or anything like that, but rather abstaining from stuff abstaining from your bad habits, abstaining from the haram, not only this month, but continuing it after the month as it progresses, I guess. And um, there was a, what's it called? We had a social gathering. No, it was a social gathering. It's like taraweeh. We had when the sheikh was after the four rak'ats of taraweeh. We had a small little break because, subhanAllah, it was a lot of <laughs> recitation that day. 
and we had a small break and he, st- he stood up and the one advice I took from what's it called that speech that he gave was that truly a person that fasts just because of hunger and, and just looks forward to eating isn't truly fasting and I guess that just struck me because like most of the time most people think that oh is this what I call you don't eat food or you don't drink not even water but we do extra ibadah in Ramadan because the extra deeds that we get from it, that our deeds multiply. Sure, so to go off of what the lecturer said, um, there's also something that struck me during his lecture. He talked about the reason why we fast. And a lot of people say that we fast because we want to feel how the poor feel, and that is a reason why we fast, but there's also many more reasons to that. And um, a lot of people in the crowd, he asked the crowd, why do we fast? And people were saying, because it's a pillar of Islam, um, it's, uh, it's to go to Jannah, heaven. And um, all of those were correct answers, but there's one answer that he was looking for that no one mentioned. And he said that, we fast because we love Allah. And just like how we love our parents, we do what we... what We're told to do, yeah? Yeah. And Allah tells us to fast, so that's why we fast. That's another reason why we fast. Uh, yeah. It reminds me of this um, ayah in the Quran. I forgot which ayah it was, where the believers say we hear and we obey, like you said. Yeah. Uh, Allah told us to fast, and we obey by fasting. Our goal as Muslims when we're fasting is to reach a certain level of taqwa. Taqwa means God consciousness. And I learned that there are three levels of fasting. So the first level of fasting is abstaining from food and water. Technically, it's still a valid fast, but it is not very beneficial because you're not putting in effort to change bad habits, to refrain from from things that you are supposed to be abstaining from besides food and water. So the second level of fasting would be a step closer to God consciousness and you are trying your best to work on your bad habits so it's more beneficial. The last and the highest level of fasting is when you are being God conscious throughout your whole entire day. You're not letting your heart fall into a state of distraction and it's not about being perfect and completely being sinless and It's all about your effort. It's all about your intention. If your intention is to not let anything take you away from the remembrance of Allah, that's what's important, is your intention and your efforts. So as long as you are doing your best to be conscious of Allah the whole entire day, you're doing your best to abstain from harmful behaviors, you're doing your best to actively work on your bad habits, that is what counts and that is the highest level of fasting when you are actively and consistently being in a state of God consciousness. I hope you guys learn more about suhoor and iftar. And we'll see you guys in the next episode. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. Wa alaikum assalam warahmatullahi wabarakatuh. And stay tuned for the next episode because it's special.